Hello everybody, welcome to Optional Opinions here on the Anonymous Radio Network. I'm your host, Eddie V. Thank you guys for tuning in. I have a great show for you guys. Um, hope everyone had a great week, is having a great weekend, or you're having a great week uh, coming up uh, whenever you hear this podcast. Today's episode is titled, and this is kind of funny, Let's Cross-Examine, Cross-Buy, Cross-Play, Crossovers, and Cross-Fire, or Being Caught Up in a Video Game Argument. And th- there's, um, the people know that, um, you know, Microsoft recently announced that, you know, you'll be able to do, um, trying to get cross-buy in with their Xbox One and PC formats for games. So, like, probably, like, if you buy a game on Xbox One, you could play it on P- uh, PC. And I believe Sony has just released kind of where you could play uh, PS4 games. So you can play games um, like cross remote on uh, or remote play, I should say, um, on uh, on a Mac or a PC. Um, I'm still uh, trying to see. Uh, I know a lot of people have been talking about it. Um, cross, you know, cross play and, uh, you know, cross buying and crossovers. You know, they've been here for a long time. Definitely. You know, Sony introducing cross buy, um, buy it on PlayStation um, 3. Uh, you get a, a game for your handheld. And, you know, it's it's become popular and it's become almost like if you own this game for this system and it's coming out for two systems, it would make a better deal to get it, uh, to have that deal that if you buy it for one platform, it should be across all platforms of that you know, that you could play it on. Um, a lot of people have been wanting Nintendo to do it. And Nintendo has been trying to. Um, and it seems that if you're any developer, if you want to do that promotion, you can. Um, I believe um, if you listen to uh, the Nintendo voice chat, they talked to um, one of the developers who made Mutamus, um about the cross uh cross buy um deal and it was just like it you know it wasn't up to Nintendo, it was actually up to the developer and they Nintendo was cool with it. Um so that you know that's kind of, you know, awesome. And hopefully, you know, Nintendo goes for it where if you buy the game on one system you could uh, apply it to both systems. Definitely when they're doing now with my Nintendo and um Maybe with the NX, we might see it. But we, before we get more into that, we're going to talk a little bit about cross-buy, um, which uh, that, that was the example. Um, cross-buy is pretty much uh, what I just described, that you buy it from one system and it goes onto another platform that you could play it on. So if you buy it, for example, PlayStation 3, you could play that game on PlayStation Vita. Um you know, it'll like down. It'll recognize that you got a PSN account for both systems, and once you buy one, it'll download on the other. And so that's kind of that. You know, that's really cool. Um, Nintendo has some of it with uh, the Mario Donkey Kong game that they did. Like if you buy it on um, three uh, the 3DS, it will go onto your Wii U. Um, I feel like this is a big benefit to gamers because, of course, we could double dip for some games. Uh, we have kind of double dip with the retro console and other eShop games that, 
you know, they bring it to the 3DS, um, and then later on to the Wii U. But we'll probably have to purchase both of them. Now, there are some games um, that if you bought it on the 3DS, you'll automatically get it for Wii U. You know, you don't have to double dip like um, um, Xeno, not Xeno Gears, uh, Xeno Drifter. Um, if you buy it on 3DS, uh, you could play it on your Wii U if you have your accounts like linked up. Like if your Wii U is uh, linked up with your 3DS account, you'd be like, okay, I'm not 3DS account. Your 3DS, um, it'll recognize that you know you own the game, and then it'll download or uh, it'll probably give you a code to um, per- like to put into your Wii U, and it will download. And I think cross buy is really cool. I'm glad that. Uh, you know, Microsoft hopefully would get in more into it that if you buy a game for your Xbox One and your hot, you know, uh, your Outlook, Microsoft Outlook recognizes that you bought the game, um, that it will automatically download to um, the the Windows server. So you could be able to go on and play that same game on your uh, Windows 10. You know, it would be cool. Uh, hopefully they do introduce that. Um, I have to check. I don't know. I think you could do it with Quantum Break, one of their games that just came out. Um, but I don't know if it's been implemented just yet. But it would be something cool in the future if they if it's not uh, live yet. And, you know, it doesn't hurt the companies. Now, a lot of people say, well, you know, companies don't make enough uh, money like, why would you buy something for one system um, and not buy it again or get at least half price on another system? Um, the more I, I say, the more copies that you have out of the game, the more you can tell people about the promotion of this game. Now, the cross buy, it could be for a certain amount of time for a special deal. If you buy it now, you could get it on your other system like up to maybe two weeks after the game comes out. That would make people really want to buy the game because they believe it's a good deal. If people um, don't have the other system, they can't do it. So they, what they would have to do is they would just like, they may have to wait to, I mean, they can still buy the game, but they might have to wait to um, they get that system. Not if they, if they don't put an expire, um, you know, aspire time on that code for that game. Now, I have bought some PlayStation 3 games that that is crossed by, but because I don't own the PlayStation Vita, you know, the deal doesn't work work well for me. But um, definitely with the way that we have remote play, that we could um, be able to switch uh, the game over to... Uh, like if I had a if I had a Vita, um, I could switch the game from my play, PlayStation Three or PlayStation Four to my Vita and play it that way. That's still cool. Um, if the game that I downloaded is not cross by now, and that's the thing about cross by, it's only for digital games. It's not really for physical copies. If you buy it, you have to, most of the time with these deals, you have to buy it digitally. And once you buy it digitally, it, it's in um, your library unless something completely weird just happens. And who knows um, how weird it's going to get for that to happen. Um, because there are some people who, like, um, who have bought a game, and if they take it down, um, if it's not saved on your system where you could play it, 
um if you d- delete it and they take it down and you can't play it no more um that crossbite deal doesn't do nothing for you because the game is doesn't exist no more um and that has happened to some people that they had a game out um they brought it and then the game they had to take it down for some whatever reason and they probably had to delete that game to make space for it if they do that then um if they have it on another system that's completely fine but if they don't have it on that other system and they can't have that you know and that game is gone and they can't download it no more or even if the servers are not working it becomes a problem you know what happens with the cross buy deal um because i don't have those two different platforms or, or those two platforms i can't continue playing this game on this other system and some people sometimes prefer playing a certain digital game on the vita or on a handheld compared to playing it on the console um there might be people who are who play games on their laptop or their pc um or like macbook who like to travel a lot so they want to play that same game that they can't play at home on their computer unless you got steam where pretty much with steam you can't really do cross by um because it's on that one platform now around steam they completely throw a lot of sales so then you have to think about do i buy this game on steam or do i buy this game on you know this cross by platform which is the better deal sometimes you have to um see which is better some people will say well i'll get it on steam because you know there i won't have no problems if i have it uh get it on console um or i would you know or i went to a humble bumble where that game would be included uh for my uh steam sale um and sometimes some people are some people do that um for me definitely i when i do cross by i definitely do it for my console um but i don't have the like like i said for my playstation i don't have a vita but for my 3ds or um my wii u um when i do buy games that offer cross buy i do uh get a code and i put that code in onto my 3ds and i would have that game there so I, and you know i i feel like i get a better better value doing it on console and handheld than i would do anything on pc so i you know not saying that i weigh my options or anything like that but definitely with pc it might be actually cheaper because like pc that could throw like steam could throw a sale on the game that just came out or anything anytime they want to like even with the uh indies who do that digital sale on steam you know they might throw like a 75 percent sale that the consoles are not getting um but they don't offer that uh cross buy deal you know you only have it on steam so you kind of got to play it on steam um and i just feel like definitely for me a person who's on the go a person who talks about a lot of games and stuff you know i feel perfectly doing my cross buy on console and on handheld so when we get back we're going to talk about crossplay.
So we're gonna talk about crossplay. And what is crossplay? Um, it's being allowed to play with others no matter what the platform is. So if you own a PlayStation Four and you own a PC uh, and someone owns a PC, and a particular game has came out that you guys really want to play against, um, crossplay it allows that to happen. Um, you'll be able to play any way that you want to on that platform. So, if, um, you can play like an online racing game. Um, somebody on Steam and you on PlayStation Four or you know PSN Network, and two of your friends might be on X One, Xbox One, or you know maybe Nintendo might get into it with the Wii U, not Wii U, with the NX. And you guys will be able to. Um, play against each other no matter what the platform is um that's what crossplay is uh ooh, sorry about that ooh, sorry about that again uh you, you just be you just have more options to play people and have fun instead of just everybody have to have that same platform that same um dlc you know that same kind of content in order to play everybody uh, to you know, play online and race against people and stuff. Um, I feel like you know, hopefully, um, I don't think it's it's it makes all your all your games you know, or uh, it doesn't. I I'm trying to word it like it doesn't make everybody universal. Um, uh, even though it's all different platforms, um, but it feels that um, there's some kind of togetherness. That, you know, that there's no worry about, you know, servers going down or, you know, frame rate drops or stuff like that. Now, that might bring also concerns, um, how framework, framework works, um, how online functionality works for each system. Because if somebody powers, power goes out or the server, um, of Xbox Live or PlayStation Network or, um, Nintendo's online service or or uh you know just being online on on your PC like if any of those go goes out does that affect everybody in the whole who's playing the game Ooh, sorry about that and i i think it will like if you're trying to let, like think about it four different systems i'm adding the NX just um for this equation um let's say they do a Marvel versus Capcom 4 and each character that two teams pick, um, you know, they get to play. So let's say NX has it. So that's for one player. Xbox One is for another. P uh, PA, uh, PC is for another person. PS4 is for another person. So there's four characters. There's two on two fighting each other. But, you know, it's still all four characters. Um, that would probably be, you know, something real cool to see how all that works. Now, it would be a big deal to see if everybody makes sure that the frame rate is smooth, make sure that the online service is able to handle it and it's not being overloaded. Um, hopefully, there's no bugs and stuff. Like, they probably would have to do, a, a lot of companies would have to do a lot of testing. Um, I know Microsoft is hoping to allow cross-play, uh, cross-play, for a PC, uh, Xbox One, and uh, hopefully Sony and Nintendo get on board, so that can happen. But for right now, they are allowing crossplay for PC and Xbox One owners. So if so, let's just say two people who own um, 
Marvel versus Capcom for Xbox One. There's two people on the game on PC. They could fight each other and, you know, be able to have it. Uh, if they do all across um, the board, that, that would kind of be interesting to see what how Microsoft is able to handle uh, Sony and Nintendo. Now, the worrisome part is, will Nintendo and Sony have to pay for that? Um, to to make that happen, or would they, or would Microsoft be allowed to learn, um, their online uh functionality for for each company? Like, how do PSN online servers work? Will Microsoft have to learn that? Um, how does Nintendo do their online service? Will Microsoft have to learn that? And it kind of seems that they will have to. Now, of course, since Microsoft is a it's a mostly a PC company uh, with their software, with their hardware, um, with their tech. Um, it's easier for them to do all of that, you know, because Microsoft is a big company. Um, Nintendo, on the other hand, is mostly an entertainment company where not only do they sell toys, you know, they sell hardware and um, hardware and software and they're only dedicated to video games and arcade games and um you know that where they're trying to expand with other stuff um but they don't have anything to do with pc um and i won't even count the humble bumble deal that they did you know to me personally that doesn't count um because they don't put none of their games on pc now they are getting into mobile but that's still different nintendo actually has another company doing that they probably have some designers or developers at nintendo who go to those mobile companies and help them out but i know nintendo don't would not put a mario game on pc that i know of like like a regular platform again like you don't see new super mario brothers pc you just don't see it now some people have probably made emulations somebody 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 probably just doctor it up for that to happen but you don't see anything like that because nintendo is completely an entertainment company um same with sony where sony is mostly um a sound company they deal mostly with sound and you know their quality of their technology so they not only do video games they do movies they do um you know different hardware for their sound and cameras and you know like very techno technological um they did have a pc division where they did sell pcs um but they don't do you know i think they got rid of their pc market um they might still have phones i know they still do walkmans and party mp3 players like they deal and stuff with that like um bluetooth um blu-ray movies um uh, you know they do all of that so you know sony has that going for them um and the reason why i'm bringing all of this up is because crossplay against all three of those platforms and, and including pc they all do different things and it would t i believe that it would take a lot of work for each company each first party to come together to get this thing to work it yes microsoft is strong in doing it but they would have i believe personally they would have to learn the uh how sony and nintendo run their online now and this is even including apple you know apple is definitely a, a pc market um yes they do sell like 
um, the Apple TV and, uh, you know, iTouch, iPad and iPhone, but they're mostly known for PC. They haven't, they haven't developed a game like for the Super Nintendo or for PlayStation 2 or, you know, Xbox 360. Like Apple haven't did anything like that. Apple has a, um, platform for mobile games for any developers to make smaller games that you could come and play in this all touch base. Uh, or you could, or sometimes with an accessory, you could hook that game up, uh, like a controller and try to play the game that way. Um, you know, they, they have a different platform. Like they don't have games that could run, um, that, that I won't, I won't say that they don't have games that a first party company will make to put on their platform reason why i say that and people say well mario versus Donkey Kong could run on uh on an iTouch or iphone yeah but something like bayonetta 2 wouldn't even work well on the iphone or ipad you know apple and nintendo haven't worked anything like that god of war wouldn't work on or jack or da- jack and daxter wouldn't work well on uh, ipad and stuff um They'll probably be is probably able to handle it, but it wouldn't work well because you have to get a separate controller for that to happen, and you know that's a lot of work on the developers in order to put that kind of product on that kind of on that kind of technology on that on that item you know like on the iphone or ipad because who's really trying to play let's say mega man uh mega man x collection who's trying to play that on a ipad or iphone um with the way that it controls some people might be able to play it but i'm like wouldn't you feel better playing this on a console um and and i'm just i'm just saying like when you be ready to play that on a console um, it would be up to the developer and the publisher, um, if they're going to be able to do, uh, cross play, um, Apple, you know, Apple don't put their games. If they, a lot they, if Apple make any of their games, they don't really put them on, um, the other systems. They mostly let indie developers who make their games put, be able to put it on it. Um, now if they do a lot of cross play, um, you know, having uh, Windows and um, an Apple OS be able to work together for that to happen and be able to work with the hard video game industry like hardware, Sony, Microsoft, Nintendo, um, th- that might actually work. Um, what they will play, though, th- that's very questionable because, like, you know, with a... I with an iPad, um, you really can't update the RAM. Like everything is completely locked in. Now, if if that iPad is able to run a game like Bayonetta two, um, with ease without no problems, and you know, or Mario Kart or whatever, let's say Forza, just let's just say Forza or some some Rich Racer. Rich Racer is a good one because that's third party. Um. If they was able to run Rich Racer uh, across all platforms, Apple, Microsoft, Nintendo, Sony, if they were able to run all that across those platforms and everybody be able to play, um, it would be cool. It it would really be cool. Um, how it would work, though, and will it be able um, with the online functionality work? That would be something to see. Um, 
it may be good for DLC and season pass holders. So let's just say, depend no matter what system that you own, if you buy the DLC and you your DLC is connected to um, that party's account, and it reads that okay, you bought. Um, uh, you bought Skylanders season pass on Wii U, so now you'll be able to play this DLC on um, Sony, Microsoft, and Apple. Wherever Skylanders uh, is out, you'll be able to play that DLC. Um, if a friend has it and they're playing, you'll be able to play them no matter what the console. That would be cool. That that really would be cool. Um, even, uh, even, well, I was, I was thinking about like Amiibo is kind of almost like crossplay, um, or not, not really much crossplay, uh, um, because that's on two different, that's on just Nintendo's hardware. Skylanders, uh, let's take Skylanders, Legos, and, um, Disney Infinity. Those are kind of ideas of crossplay that you could play them on whatever platform that you own because the data is saved on that um, particular tour. So if I play Disney and Fantasy Star Wars on my Wii U, whatever data saved on there, I could carry to my friend's house and play, put it on his Xbox, or I could put it on his PC, or I could put it on his, uh, his uh, PlayStation. You know, that's the idea of cross-play. Um, it's not, it's not everything working at the same time, but it gives the idea that that kind of data is going around that I don't need to start my process over if I'm playing on another friend's, um, system. So, um, I think, well, definitely with, like I said, with season pass holders, um, if you, if you realize that she bought the season pass, no matter what platform that she play on, um, you'll be able to play it uh, like there's no problem. Um, and if your friends brought it, you could play against that person. So let's say um, this, like it's the Skylander thing again. Um, it, like I said, if I'm playing on my Wii U, my friend has it on his Xbox One. Um, we'll be able to cross play because we're both season pass members. Um, his Xbox One went down, but he got a PlayStation 4. Now that he got his PlayStation 4, but he they realized that he bought the season pass on Xbox One, it automatically is on his PS4. We could still do crossplay, yeah, with no interference. It just realized that he's playing on uh, PlayStation 4. I'm playing on Wii U, just for example. Um, definitely indie devs. Um, that would be interesting to see how much work it would take because it's uh, to me personally, I feel like it's gonna really cost them money to get something like that done and and it's not all going to be um super cheap for that to happen so um let's see if if it's beneficial to andy dales and they could get this something like this working in the future it would be good to see it would be if, if they be able to work it out work it out so um when i come back we'll be talking about crossovers and i'll be right back Thank you. 
Now, we are like a good crossover. And with the crossover, there's this um, different properties um, coming together to make a story or make a gang. Um, something like Double Dragon versus Battletoads. That's a crossover because they're two different series. But they're coming together to fight evil. And definitely with crossovers, we all fantasize or have an idea of what would make the best crossover for a game, um, for a comic book, for a movie, anything that completely works. Um, sometimes there's fan fictions that, you know, that we write um, and probably post online and read to other people to let them know that, you know, this would be a good idea. Um, definitely, if you look at Captain America Civil War, it's a crossover of different superheroes, even though they're all in the same Marvel universe. Um, it's just not focused only on, on Captain Marvel. It's focused on, other, focused on other characters within the universe coming together. Um, Batman and Superman, um, that recent movie, um, that's kind of a crossover, um, because it's two different series coming together to make like one kind of series. Um, if you like, they have Batman comic books and Superman comic books and variations of each character. And then they have Batman and Superman together fighting crime or going on whatever adventure or, you know, story that they're planned out. Um, in video games though, um, we have an idea of what we would like to see um, work in the game. Uh, you know, b definitely back in the 80s and early 90s, um, it was always Nintendo versus Sega. Um, and, you know, Nintendo, uh, Sega does when Nintendo don't. And, you know, that was a, a big thing that, you know, Sega does this better than Nintendo. Nintendo does this better than Sega. And until... Sega with third party, they um partner up with Nintendo to put their Sonic games on the Nintendo handheld or Nintendo systems. And they kind of ended up, you know, being rewarded for that. Like they were making more money um having say uh Sonic on a Nintendo platform. It's still to this day to this day that they still make money. Um, depending on how the how that product is with the Sonic games, um, they still, you know, they sometimes really sell. And that's how we got like Sega, uh, not Sega, uh, Sonic and Mario at the Olympics. Um, people thought it wouldn't be a good idea, but those games sell. Um, you got the world of Nintendo, you got the world of Sega finally coming together um, to make a game that you wouldn't believe in the world. Like you thought these were supposed to be two. Um, competing uh companies but they're now companies that came together to uh really make some good games i won't say that all the sonic games on nintendo are good um but you know some of the set like you know fighting mario and sonic and smash brothers you know it's very interesting to see um capcom um their fighting games were kind of one of the big crossovers um once they got in, not say in bed with Marvel, but once they kind of struck a deal with Marvel, um, Marvel versus Capcom 2 is one of their biggest and greatest arc like fighting games. Now, they also did Capcom versus SNK, Capcom versus Tatsunoku, like anything from Capcom, 
versus anybody. Their versus game has been very popular. Um, it's everybody's different universe of characters from different titles comes together to fight each other. So, and you know, the combat is stylish. The combos are really interesting. Like you could get really deep in that game and you kind of get awestruck at to see well, if you power, if you, you know, if you team up a Capcom with a Marvel person or a Capcom with an SNK person, like they never stay divided depending on who you play. If you're good at that character, um, you're, you're pretty much good to go. Um, and that's kind of what I, I kind of like about the Capcom fighting games when they do their versus, uh, um, versus thing. Now, um, SNK King of Fighters, um, that's a crossover within the SNK formula because of, um, because of, you know, you got Fatal Furry, you got, uh, Samurai Showdown, and you sometimes have other, um, you actually have other fighting games that probably didn't come to America, but you end up uh, realizing that uh, these games are kind of good, um, really good to play. Um, and, you know, if you're on a uh, SNK cabinet, um, you probably be able to import those games and, and play them. Um, I don't know if they still have the uh, Neo Geo CD still working. Um, I know, uh, it's SNK play more. Um, they bring a lot of their games to now to the PlayStation. They got another, I think King of Fighters 15 or 16 that's coming now. Um, all the fighting games and the SNK universe that you remember and that you play good with, they're still coming together, making that series. Um, it's one of their, um, well-known series out of Fate of Furry and SNK and, um, Samurai Showdown. Uh, Smash Brothers Melee has just gotten completely, well, not Smash Brothers Melee. Um, the Smash Brothers series have been a really big crossover. Um, but before I get into that, uh, one of the biggest crossovers, um, or surprise hits that people could talk about was Soul Calibur 2. Um, when they, you know, had exclusive characters, um, coming on different platforms so let you know link being on the gamecube or um spawn being on uh xbox and haihichi being on playstation uh, playstation 2 it was kind of like a big thing because like these three characters um neko and who on all the people who made the deal to let that character in the game that's a big crossover um um dead or alive three two or three um let um let uh uh cheat the um the chief from halo come in uh master chief um like that was a big crossover because uh, like who would put master chief and uh in a fighting game to, to see him fight um you know when when sonic and uh snake from Metal Gear Solid came to Smash, that was huge because that was kind of the introduction of, oh, okay, they're allowing other cust- uh, other characters from games to be in a Nintendo universe. Of course, um, you know, Snake being uh, Twin Snakes for GameCube um, and Sonic definitely being with Sega, like, that was kind of huge. And definitely when they did the reveals for... Um, 
Smash Brothers for Wii U and 3DS. That that's kind of maybe the, one of the biggest reveals. Um, having Mega Man come in, uh, Ryu come in, uh, Cloud Strife, Bayonetta. Like, who would have known? Like those four, you know, the, uh, those four, four characters from different developers will make this kind of big crossover in this game. Um, you know, third party in Nintendo, um, their kind of crossover is business deals. Um, like it's really good business, not only for the third party or for those developers, it's really good business for Nintendo. Cause you know, when they work with Nintendo and work very well with Nintendo, they get a good product. I think platinum and, um, Nelco even Capcom have kind of even Tecmo, those four have really learned big from Nintendo. So when they are able to put out other product from from their companies to different platforms, they have that quality and that knowledge of working with Nintendo uh, to uh, um, to put out a game. Like really, like who was really talking about uh, platinum games with Bayonetta um, when they work. Um, when it came to Bayonetta 2, I think that's when Platinum got uh got really big in recognition for games. Now, they also worked with Konami with Metal Gear uh, Solid Rising. I mean, not Rising, uh, Revengeance. Like, then that's a really good, uh, that's a really great game. Um, you know, even with Sony doing PlayStation All-Stars. But I think when they worked with Nintendo, you could see some of Nintendo's design and like Transformers, uh, um, devastation and the upcoming upcoming Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles, like that kind. Of, now these now these are company kind of crossovers coming together to make one big project. Um, it, it you you see the quality that they work for Nintendo. Like I haven't seen no one work that very well. Um, with another company now, Cap now Sony is a different ex, uh different reason. They may pay for the exclusive, but I believe that they don't actually work with those companies to make those games out. I think they just put up, uh, maybe pay them a certain amount of money to finance the work that needs to be done to that DLC to come to their system first before it's relieved to anybody else. And, you know, the contracts and deals and all that other stuff. Um, but I think the cross, a lot of the business crossovers with third party and Nintendo have like really been great. Like I, um, I went to Dave and Buster's and I seen the Luigi Mansion game that Capcom has did with Nintendo and this stayed packed. People enjoyed it and it was fun. Um, compared to Sony paying Capcom to only have, uh, Street Fighter five exclusively come to their, to their system and for, you know, PC was separate, you realize that, man, a lot of this content is not there. And it kind of brings up questions, did Sony really pay up to, you know, to have Capcom do this? Where I think Nintendo actually worked with Capcom to make that Luigi Mansion arcade game. So you can kind of see the difference in in quality when companies are doing uh, different deals for a crossover or you know how they work together with a business um like i said earlier comic books were 
is still a big thing. People still love those crossovers. Um, DC versus Mortal Kombat, um, that crossover, they kind of had to do some, um, they kind of had to scale back because, of course, the Mortal Kombat characters are violent. You know, there's fatalities. They, they're supposed to kill and stuff and supposed to be a lot of blood. Where the DC characters, they don't really kill um, or they don't, you know, they don't make a big scene of it being killed. Like, they don't keep continue going everywhere doing murder. You know, you have good characters and you have bad characters in the game. Um, so you got to kind of take it for what it is. And I think Midway and Warner Brothers, which they, uh, well, not Midway, um, I think never saw for whatever they, their name is now, um, their work they have to work together in order to balance this because don't feel um just in case anybody doesn't know that uh warner brothers own dc so warner brothers own dc and on um uh Ed, not air boom well, i think it's air booms um like they own his company too that makes more to combat um so they kind of had to work that out and to make sure that uh <laughs> they didn't cross the line on that one um i think shovel knight or one of uh shovel knight is in another game that was a big crossover and i think one was in skull girls i think for the playstation um that that, that was a big one uh, the crossover with <laughs> nintendo and uh bayonetta is that they put their female costumes into bayonetta too so <laughs> you see in bayonetta with uh samus uh with the um with uh fox mcleod uh she looks good in the fox mcleod outfit um princess peach like it's supposed to be somewhat dirty but it works very very well um that's kind of cool as a crossover even just having like costumes and stuff um that you could recognize uh we haven't got sonic yet and um and uh mario kart but you know that would kind of be something cool to see um with mar with mario kart due to the fact that it is the mario universe um anything that uh they bring from other series could be as considered as a crossover so if you own the dlc for uh, mario kart wii u um you get extra characters from animal crossing and, and the legend of zelda and some more of the uh some more in the mario series but mostly like Animal Crossing and The Legend of Zelda, like those are crossovers because, you know, with The Legend of Zelda, he rides the Pona. Um, and you actually don't drive a car here in, Mar in, um, in Animal Crossing. So to see those within the Mario Kart universe, I consider that as a crossover. Uh, and I know there's more crossovers out there. But when we come back, we're going to be talking about Crossfire and we'll be right back.
also Crossfire, which I consider as being dragged to a conversation with against two people. Um, people hate it. I hate being dragged to a conversation that I had no part of. Um, and you end up getting blamed for taking sides, even by force. Like people say they won't be your friend or they'll try to do something that guilt you in to taking their side. And I don't like things like that. Um, if everybody should be able to have a discussion about anything and be able to do it in a manner that won't upset you, but it happens. And when you start dragging the friends and stuff in it, um, or a different, a different party member, uh, whether you probably know him or anything, um, it just makes things harder to uh, like really explain and really work out. Um, your neutral opinion doesn't matter. So if you're a person that says that, well, you know, I feel like you guys are both wrong and I feel, or you feel like those people are both right. You could take whatever what they said and try to apply it to what you're going to say. Be like, well, it's a, co- a combination of things. And, you know, you're just being, you know, child friendly, trying to ease the situation and diffuse it. Some people who are caught in crossfires don't run and all those kind of arguments. They don't care. They don't value it. You have to choose a side. Uh, definitely when it comes to reviews, uh, Gamergate, sports, um, and this and again, the other person like, like it be, all becomes a big discussion of who's right and who's wrong. And sometimes they, people will ask for your opinion or, uh, say that you believe what I, um, you know, you know what I'm talking about, or you agree with what I said. And sometimes you, you might not agree with a, what another person say, or you, and you might not agree with the other person says, and it sucks, you know, it really sucks that you want to diffuse the, uh, you want to diffuse the discussion for going too far. Um, and there's, there have been people who have lost friends because they took another side or they didn't take no side at all. Um, and sometimes that person get blamed for so many things, even though that person had nothing, really nothing to do with the conversation, but you brought them in. Um, and I definitely for me, I, I just don't like that. Um, I think we, there's a way that we all could talk and be civilized that there are some things that when we have a discussion, there are some great points and there are some bad points, but it all will work out. You know, your personal opinion is your personal opinion. And definitely for a person like me, I have to value your opinion. Um, and hoping hopefully folks value my opinion because I, like I said, I, I don't like getting dragged into big conversations, but if I have to have the conversation, I kind of want to look at from both angles. I want to be able to ask the questions that both parties could answer. And, you know, I want to see if you, if, if I'm going to be brought into this conversation, what are the pros and cons of this? Um, you are not the deciding factor or to be blamed for anything. So for those who actually been dragged into conversations like this, just know that, you know, you're not the deciding factor. You don't really make, um, make the true answer be, be given for that question. Um, and you know, if they blame you for something, they just going to have to blame you. My thing is this, if you lost the friendship over it, 
and you you you're able to move on with your life move on to it because two things are going to happen they're going to come back and apologize or they're going to stay mad at you for long in the friendship and if they if you if they felt like that question or that situation was such a bigger thing than your friendship then it is what it is there's nothing that you could do about it you did your best you got brought into something that you didn't ask to be brought in or you didn't even try to put yourself into that situation you was completely doing something that was that was even near to what was going on you just happens to be around someone seeing you they came up to you and presented that question or presented that situation so just realize that you are not the deciding factor and you're not to be playing for anything um definitely when it comes to gamergate uh, and i kind of probably addressed this in a couple of episodes but when it comes to gamergate uh people want to argue about uh ethics and journalism and talk about women and games and things like that you know you can't diffuse it you you really can't change nobody's mind you could try to, you could try to and be and try to persuade but guess what it's not really worth it because you're not doing no good by um by just arguing on just arguing through a computer or doing a chat now it becomes evidence in case of something happens you know you could use that but like it's not really worth it um like i said everybody has the right to play games um no matter what your gender no matter what your sexual preference is if you but my thing my rule is this if you have bought the game with your own money no one can't tell you anything because you purchased it now if somebody want to argue about a game um that um that you have if they didn't if they bought it for you they can argue all they want why because they purchased that game not saying them as a birthday gift they actually picked you up a copy and gave it to you and now you probably gonna get dragged into the conversation because a they brought you this game and they want to know if you like it or not um or if you have the same taste and idea as the other person that way that can make their reasoning and their logic and their argument very stronger that's how some people think um but you i feel like you're supposed to enjoy games for what they are um your best bet is regardless of you regardless of they end a friendship with you regardless if they drag you in and you tr- and they don't value your opinion um let them hash it out and you just do your best to make sure things don't escalate you know that they don't get into a fight now if they end their friendship over over a video game that's just sad that becomes very problematic i don't know if alcohol is going to be involved with it but if you end your friendship with somebody over a video game over something that you might not even play for the next couple of months or you or you actually traded in or you know, you know, you grow up and be and don't even re- realize why you stop being friends for a person. Dragging someone in is pointless, and having that argument is pointless. Now, I could, I, I wrote a, um, I wrote a, a blog called "The Top Ten Games I Disdain," and I kind of went on all the games that I have problems with, but I always said that I have played these games. Um, and I, some of them I did complete, some of them I didn't complete, but I gave them a fair chance. I'm not saying that 
you know, that game is bad or anything, but that game is not for me. And because it's not for me, I have a disdain for it. Because some of that stuff that's in that game that would that should be looked at and really talked about, that's very problematic, sometimes get overlooked. And people still accept it as a great game. Where sometimes for me personally, I cannot accept that because I feel like other games that's in that genre have done it better. And the game becomes fun um, or better than the game that uh, that gets overlooked with all their problems. And, you know, I, like I said, I had people argue with me. Um, I have been brought into conversations where um, my opinion didn't value uh, didn't even matter even though I questioned both sides I'm like okay I want to know what the pros and cons and sometimes I I just feel like you know what don't even bring me into this because it don't matter what I say or do um, if you ask me my, if you ask me for my opinion and I give you my opinion about something you have to take that into considerate consideration because my opinion don't match with your opinion or idea of what I was going to say and you don't accept it, then that's mostly on you. That's not on me. So when we come back, we're going to talk about the future of all of these things. And we'll be right back. So, what about the future of crossovers and cross buys and cross plays, even cross fire? Um, well, definitely with cross plays and cross buy, um, and crossovers, it's great. It's a great business deal for the consumers. You're getting good quality products. You're getting good deals. Um, a good value in what you're going to buy. Um, you know, definitely for me, I hope that crossovers go past fighters that um we get something like Vita for Joe and where we got Vita for Joe and Dante for D uh Devil May Cry like I would love to see more stuff like that. Um uh, excuse me about that. Um uh, making sure that the, the things start that's a, in a discussion when you're in a crossfire. Uh just making sure that, you know, everybody has a respectable level. 
that when you're debating something, when you're having a discussion, that everybody is enjoying the discussion. It shouldn't, like, you shouldn't create a discussion to have an argument. You're going to have different views. You're going to have different opinions. That's what make a discussion. You're going to have those things, and they should be treated with respect. You might not like it. You might not, like, fully accept it or anything like that. And that's completely fine. You don't have to accept it. But you do have to be like, well, you did make some value, valid points. Because you're going to make valid points. And everybody's going to agree with your valid points. Um, even when you say but or and and you want to add stuff, you know, the conversation and discussion should always be fun. There should not. There's going to be right and wrong answers to questions that's going that needs to have a right and wrong answer. Sometimes when you have an opinionated uh, discussion or opinionated question, different opinions are going to come in. There's going to be some things that everybody together agrees upon, and then there's going to be some things that, every, that people just completely disagree, and that's fine. You know, as long as you're able to have a discussion and it brings your friend, you know, and you got recognized as friends and even when you bring somebody in that that third party or those other people who come in with a discussion you know treat it as research like get more info just be like wow i've never thought of that way i can see it. okay yeah that does make sense and enjoy you know having that company having that discussion um hopefully cross play actually happens uh for different systems if it doesn't happen do not worry about it. I think X the uh I think what Microsoft is doing is a great uh great idea. Hopefully it's executed well. Um hopefully people could play um games with each other without having no problem. Um uh, my only problem that with is just like uh, the online functionality is going to work or not. And if it does work, does Microsoft act you know, have to learn it and be able to make it secure and make it able uh, and make it able and uh, make sure that it's able to run smoothly on all platforms. Because I don't know if they're going to have to use different servers or anything like that. And But this is just like my ideas um, for the future of all these things. So with that, everybody, I'm going to be ending the show soon. Um, I just got a few plugs. Um you can hear more of Optional Opinion on SoundCloud, and you can hear it on the Anomalous Radio Network.Podbean.com, where I also do my other show, The Deluded Geeks, um, where we talk movies, comics, games, have different discussions, um, doing movie reviews. Uh, we got The Witch Up, uh, me. Uh, Jonathan Edgar and Justin Villarreal. Uh, we went to go see The Witch, and we give our opinion of uh, a, a review. Um, I think the Deadpool one is still coming, so that will be up soon. Um, we're waiting to do the Batman vs Superman one, so I cannot wait to have that discussion with those guys and just hear everybody's opinion. Cause I personally like the movie, maybe uh, the other guys didn't, but we shall see. You can also check out Jonathan Edgar's review of the Fallout Four, um, their first DLC, Ultimatum or Ultimatum. Um, you can check that out, listen to it on the anomalousradio.podbean.com. Um, you can also hear him have a discussion with me about the DLC.
DLC on optional opinion. Um, I also do another podcast called the World One One Podcast. You can find that on SoundCloud and iTunes. Me, Larry Giver, and Adrian Nieto from the NVC Book Club. We all come together and talk um, retro games. Uh, um, our uh, indie watch, where you know, just an idea to give you uh, of games of indie games that's supposed to be coming out, and to have like regular discussions. Sometimes we rent on, but it's a good show. Um, we'll be recording soon. Uh, we just had our discussion on graphics versus gameplay, so do check that out. Um, we also did a retrospective of Mega Man X. Uh, so do check that out also. You can, like I said, you can find that on SoundCloud on, under World 101 Podcast. And you can find it on my channel uh, under Anime. Uh, oh, no, that's IGN. I'm <laughs> sorry. I'll get to that later. Um, you can also listen to Happy Hour with Johnny and Deuce. They post their podcast on Tuesdays and Fridays. You can find them on SoundCloud. And follow them on Twitter at HHPodcast. Um you can uh, listen to also listen to Simon's Cake at simoncakes.wordpress.com. Um, you can check them out. Uh, they have a great podcast. And I just f- realized that there are, they live closer to me. So hopefully I could come um, down to their area or uh, we meet up or do a Skype chat or anything. And I could have them on optional opinion or I could be on their show. Like I, I was so shocked to find out that it was close to my area that I was just like, oh, this is so awesome. Um, the Digital Nerd Advocate Network, the DNA Network, uh, their community. Um, they have so many great shows. You can check them out on YouTube. Um, they have great podcasts. Um, they just did an inter- interview with Adrian Nieto uh, about the Frozen Machine and what they think about developers uh, as he's become a developer. Um, they have a, a, also a community page and a podcast about Destiny and the, the Division. Um, they just released um, an episode on YouTube. Um, does Halo, Call of Duty, Destiny, um, and other games, do they have a place still? Um, it's worth checking out. Um, you can also read some of my writings that I'll do for Optional Opinion. Uh, you can check that out on IGN.com under anime, E-N-I-M-E. Um, that one is it's so good. I love doing my feature blocks. I just finished the Truth versus Justification blocks. Um, this month for April, I'm doing Well It Ain't Mario and other beep uh, platform games. So I'll be doing that for the end of the month. Um, hopefully I have a special guest for the podcast. If not, I'm still going to give you guys a great show. Um, you can actually email the show, um, optional opinion at my op to comment at yahoo.com. N Y O P the number two C O M M E N T at yahoo.com. You can follow me on Twitter at that retro code T H A T R E T R O C O D E. Um, you can friend me on Facebook under Edward Varnell. Um, come join the NVC video game book club where we're playing old nintendo games uh, you can find us on facebook um we're this month for april we're playing ducky Kong country so if you're on the 3ds i believe it's also on wii u also um you can um download it um and play the game with us and at the end of the month we have our discussion uh last month we just had our discussion about pokemon and it was so good uh amanda anthony Tony, Adrian, and I, we had uh, 
a discussion about Pokemon, uh, and it's really, really funny. And I kind of uh, uh, talked about my episode of Pokemon on Optional Opinion, which you can check on SoundCloud and at the Anomalous Radio Network. Um, but thank you guys. Have a great weekend. Um, I'm going to be trying to get into the division, um, Twilight Princess HD, um, and the Gears of War. Uh, trilogy i'll be trying to get through those games in a couple of weeks um i'm also going to be special guesting on the happy hour with johnny and deuce um so please be on the lookout for that episode those guys are great um just just completely amazing guys um i cannot wait to have the discussion Uh, i don't know what i'm going to be talking about just yet um but you know do hear i cannot wait for that episode to come and i cannot wait to talk to those guys because i feel like it's going to be a really really good show um but with that i just got one more track to play for you guys and it's amazing um i have to give you guys uh who the artist is just give me one second oh one more thing about cross play and uh cross by uh, um i want to hear what you guys think and you can email the show my out to comment at yahoo.com um and w- what you guys think about cross play and cross by um is it a good deal or anything you know let me know um the last track that i'm playing is fine from final fantasy 13 um it's a hip-hop remix uh titled will fight to uh will to fight um masashi hamazu alan gee this is by future melody 2 um you can check that out on youtube um and where you can find other music stuff like uh other hip-hop i've been looking for hip-hop video game music um i'm but i'm probably gonna end up changing it up trying to look for some rock some acapella some r&b some jazz um some symphonic kind of orchestral ones um some covers you know there's a lot of people who take video game music and do a really good job but this one um I just feel like it it's just so good. It's just so relaxing. So um with that everybody have a great week. Have a great weekend. Enjoy games. Enjoy your family and friends. Enjoy just life in general. Um don't try to get into too much dr- <laughs> trouble. Uh don't try to lose friends and stuff. Be safe whatever whatever you do and just have complete utter fun cuz video games are video games. And everybody should have a video game that they love to play and enjoy. Definitely for me, it's Secret of Mana. Just saying. Um, But with that, I am out. Peace.